And it's Monday morning. That means it's time to look at some of the news stories we're watching all week long. Clearly, the elections are going to be high on that list, and so is the uh, package bomb plot coming out of Yemen. Uh, but we're joined by Todd Zwillick, Takeaways Washington correspondent. Good morning, Todd. Hi, good morning, Celeste. you have a word for the week? Doing the wave. We're going to see how big this Republican wave is and how far up the shore it goes when it crashes on the beach on Tuesday. Okay, and Charlie Herman, economics editor for The Takeaway and WNYC. What's, what's this week for you? Uh, gridlock and whether or not gridlock will have, what sort of impact it will have on Wall Street and on the economy. Why is it always gridlock? Gridlock. It's so sad. All right. Well, let's start with elections. Uh, obviously, people will be heading out to their polling stations tomorrow, although we did get the news that more than half of Americans who plan to vote have already voted. Um, so, Todd, what do you think? I mean, how far will this wave go? They need The Republicans need 39 seats in the House, and they need 10 ha- seats in the Senate. Will they get them? Right. Well, all we can go with is the learned crystal ball predictions of all the prognosticators in Washington. And right now, most of the estimates have Republican gains somewhere between 45 and 65 seats. Now, of course, both of those numbers are beyond the the lower bound there of 39, which is what you said. Republicans need to take over the House of Representatives and and install Speaker John Boehner uh, into the Speaker's chair, give him the gavel. In the Senate, it looks less likely. Chances of a Republican takeover are put only around 10 percent or less. It looks like certainly Republicans will win Democratic Senate seats in places like Indiana and North Dakota, possibly even Wisconsin. Washington's too close to call. But some of those firewall states, uh, California, Connecticut, where Democrats have been campaigning heavily, look like they probably will stay Democratic, which would mean in that case no Republican takeover of the Senate and a split Congress. Okay. And I mean, clearly in light of the events uh, over the weekend with the foiled bomb plot um, coming out of uh, out of Yemen and uh, using intelligence from Saudi Arabia, will that have an effect on the election? You know, you never know what's going to be on somebody's mind when they pull the curtain or step up to the electronic voting machine, Celeste. But this uh, this election for months and months and months has been thumping on jobs, economy, jobs, economy. It seems like that roast is cooked and you can't really uncook it with another issue. I would think generally individual voters, possibly generally. I think we're still talking about jobs in the economy. Well, since you mentioned jobs in the Hello. economy, let's talk to Charlie, Her- <laughs> Charlie. Herman. Because <laughs> the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee is going to be meeting. They're meeting tomorrow. And and Wednesday as well, they're going to try to figure out what they can do about jobs in the economy. And the way they do that is through interest rates and and other things. They're not expected to increase interest rates, though, right? No, not expected to increase the interest rate and actually launch into what's what everyone, at least on Wall Street, is calling QE2. Not a not the Queen Elizabeth, not a ship, but this is called quantitative easing. It's the second round of this, and this is basically the Federal Reserve coming in and buying government bonds, putting money into the economy, and that'll push long-term interest rates down. So that's one of the reasons why you've seen interest rates for mortgages down at the the lows that they've been, some record lows in the low 4%. So this is an attempt to get money in the economy, get things going again. You know, the issue here is is if they put too much in, do you end up causing a bubble? Do you cause inflation later? If you put too little in, does it have little impact and people begin to uh, lose faith in a way that the Federal Reserve can do something to fix the economy? The one thing I'd say is that while the election happens on Tuesday, it's sort of in a symbolic way interesting that the first action that you're going to see taken about the economy in sort of a new new era, as it would be, is is by the Federal Reserve. And that goes to this question of if there is a split Congress, can Congress really address some of the issues that are out there? Investors often like gridlock because if the economy is doing well and the status quo keeps going, Wall Street and businesses like, like to make gridlock. money. They yeah. like gridlock. But yeah. in, in this sort of situation, if Congress and the White House can't work together to sort of solve some of the, the issues like jobs, 
that actually could be a bad thing. Quick on the numbers. To have an impact, the Federal Reserve has to spend at least $400 billion. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, well, the Federal Reserve has kind of telegraphed that they may spend about $500 billion, four mm-hmm. to $600 billion. But no one really knows what the right amount of number is. They, they may be trying to start slow, and the market may say, well, that's too slow, or they may come in big. They've been trying to telegraph this much more clearly to investors what they're going to do. All right. Well, we're also ex- getting the, the jobs report for October on Friday. And for the past three weeks, we've had, we've had good news. The number of new employment claims have gone down three weeks in a row. Um, are, we, are we expecting to get more good news on Friday? Well, I mean, we'll probably see unemployment stay right about where it is. It might go up a very small amount, and we'll probably see some jobs growth. But again, it's in the sixty to 80,000 jobs in October created. We would need to see you know, over 200,000, 300,000 jobs before we really start seeing an impact on unemployment. So, no. No, but I mean, the fact, quick fact check on the, on the White House. They, you know, the president is out stumping and saying, look, it may be really, really slow, but jobs are, are coming back into the economy. And that's true. Jobs are coming back in the economy. But, uh, you know, with an unemployment rate as high as it is and not coming down, you know, it's we've had this discussion before. It's the how do you campaign on the things would have been a lot worse uh, bumper sticker doesn't always fly so well. Right. All right. Well, Todd, the president is leaving the country as the elections approach. Right. He's going to Asia. Um, uh, of course, he's going to be attending the G20 summit in South Korea, but he's also going to be visiting India and Indonesia and Japan. Why is he going now? Well, controversial move among Democrats because the president is going to be out of town. If if Republicans do take control of the House, they say you're going to let them define the message for 10 days while you're gone. Uh, On the other hand, if they do lose control, the president doesn't have to put his shoulders back and walk proudly toward the microphone and admit defeat. So it's it's a toss-up there. But uh, President, of course, also on this trip, Celeste, visiting Indonesia, where he lived as a child in the White House, is billing a speech there as a major outreach to the world Muslim community. Of course, 1.2 billion Muslims in the world and several hundred million of them live and lately, in Indonesia. And lately, you know, devastated by some yes. natural disasters. All right. Well, Todd, you're going to be you're going to be busy um, be- on election night because yeah. <laughs> on takeaway.org you're going to be streaming live video as returns come in. I understand you have cardboard puppets of the candidates. Not puppets, but cutouts. Yeah, cutouts? we won't be okay. speaking wow. through them, but yes. All out, An actual yeah. map and, and pie charts that include real pie. pie. The, the world's most delicious pie charts on the takeaway.org on election night. That's what we'll be doing. All right, yeah, so at least absolutely. you won't be hungry. You can stream that at the takeaway.org tomorrow night. And And we want to ask our listeners also to be reporters for us. You can go, once you've gone and vote, if you haven't voted already, give us a call at 8778-MY-TAKE or use your iPhone app to tell us how do you feel. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.